Listen up, everyone. The podcasting voice is very manipulative. Because the wild is calling. Join me on a mission to set a wild thing free. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, April 22nd. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, your entertainment headlines. When one door closes, another opens, so they say, and now Hilary Duff is living proof. After her Lizzie McGuire revival fell apart, she's now the lead of the How I Met Your Mother spinoff, How I Met Your Father. Hulu made the announcement Wednesday about a 10-episode series which will be set in the near future and follow Duff's Sophie telling her son about how she met his father in the year 2021. This isn't the first attempt at making a spinoff. Greta Gerwig starred in the 2014 pilot for a potential CBS series, How I Met Your Dad. Training Day director Anton Fuqua has announced that he is going to be adapting Tennessee Williams' Cat on a Hot Tin Roof for the big screen. The filmmaker says he will adapt the Broadway hit alongside theater producer Stephen C. Byrd and Aaliyah Jones-Harvey, who were behind the 2008 stage production that starred Terrence Howard, Anika Noni-Rose, Felicia Rashad, and James Earl Jones. Fuqua did not announce any casting for his movie just yet or a release date. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head over to EW.com. Our number three pick today is the latest stranger-than-fiction docuseries from HBO Max, Generation Hustle. The series explores 10 outrageous true stories of cons, gambles, and scams from recent years. A con artist who impersonated high-profile Hollywood producers, a young German heiress exposed as a fraud a teenage concert promoter with a fall as dramatic as his rise, and much more. You may remember some of these stories from the news, but Generation Hustle goes deep on each one. It's part true crime caper, part character study, and fully a time capsule of our current moment. Here's a preview. What you're really dealing with are bona fide sociopaths. The Prince of Fraud. He officially changed his name to the name of an actual Saudi prince. The Cotton Queen of Hollywood. She was a chameleon of the mind. The godfather of scam. I scammed myself to a record deal for 10 million. It'd be amazing if they took their brain power and used it for good. <laughs> a con artist with the perfect set of people to be cons is probably the perfect con artist. And this might be the perfect binge for all of you true crime fans out there. Generation Hustle is streaming now on HBO Max. Number two. Let's shift from con artists to fall guys, or rather, falls guys. Our number two pick is Rutherford Falls, Peacock's new sitcom from Parks and Rec creator Michael Schur, who co-created the show with Ed Helms and Sierra Teller-Ornelas. Helms stars as Nathan Rutherford, a proud descendant of his hometown's founder, with Jenna Schmiding as his lifelong friend Regan, a member of the indigenous Minneshanka nation. The two find themselves at a crossroads, quite literally, when their sleepy town gets an unexpected wake-up call involving the uncomfortable disparity in how Rutherford Falls honors its history. Here's Helms discussing his character Nathan and what he has in common with a beloved earlier character from Helms' career. I think that Nathan is always trying to be the best version of himself. And I always felt that way about Andy Bernard, too, that 
these are well-intentioned characters who are earnest, but they have serious blind spots, and they really get in their own way. And in Andy's case, he had some personality defects. I think in Nathan's case, he just had some kind of cultural blind spots and a, a sort of level of repression and or denial that it makes it really hard when questions of identity come up. Well, those questions of identity drive Rutherford Falls. In her review, EW's Kristen Baldwin highlighted episode four, which tells the origin story of Minashanka power player Terry Thomas as, quote, fresh and vibrant and urgently original. It's an ambitious premise for a comedy series, to be sure, but Michael sure knows a thing or two about making an ambitious premise work. You can stream Rutherford Falls on Peacock right now. It's trivia time, continuing our mini-trend of actor-slash-musician trivia questions. Which of the following is not an instrument that Ed Helms plays? The banjo, the trumpet, or the clarinet? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Well, it is time to check in with a member of the EW staff for some TV recommendations. So joining me now is digital writer Marcus Jones. Hey, Marcus, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thanks, and excited to talk to you about uh, this pick of yours. So please tell everyone at home what you're watching. Right. So we can definitely start with Invincible, which is a new show on Amazon, uh, animated series. We can start by basically saying that it centers on this teen, Mark Grayson, and uh, it's pretty clear early on that uh, his dad is a superhero named Omni-Man, basically your regular standard Superman type. Um, but what's nice is that uh, he actually has a family. So, of course, there's Mark, his son, but then his wife uh, is also there. Uh, they're all voiced by amazing actors. So Omni-Man's J.D. Simmons, uh, his wife, I kind of want to, I don't want to mess up her name because it is Sandra Oh who voices <laughs> her, um, but it's Debbie Grayson. And then, of course, uh, Mark Grayson is Stephen Yoon. The first episode, he's really figuring out like whether or not his powers are going to come. And finally, when he gets them, he takes on the name Invincible just by chance. And as the show goes on, he's like learning how to be a superhero. His dad's kind of training him is the simple part of it. But then there's just like a lot <laughs> of twists and turns and violence, destruction, some comedy in there. It's definitely like that kind of superhero genre you're used to, but it like mm -hmm. goes there the same way The Boys does, which is also on Amazon. 
Well, and adding to that, I mean, this has some great behind-the-scenes pedigree as well, because it's from Robert Kirkman, who also created the comic series, just like, you know, he created uh, The Walking Dead, and we know how popular all of that is. So do you feel like you're seeing all of his sensibilities here play out on screen? Yeah, well, I mean, the big thing is, like, same with Walking Dead. People be dying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Pray for your faves. They might not make it through the first season. But yeah, I mean, it is like bold storytelling. Uh, I mean, it is violent, but there's twists and turns and good action sequences, and you don't really know what to expect next. And there's a lot of creativity uh, with sort of the superheroes that are on it. There's one girl named Monster Girl who's like cursed. She can take this really strong monster form, but it takes away from her age each time she does it. There's a guy, Rexplode, who obviously is just like a bomb guy. One of the main superheroes that works with Mark Invincible is Adam Eve, and she can literally reconfigure atoms and objects and stuff like that. And so you see her in her house like making the house wider and contracting it and she can fly. And so there's a lot of really cool people that are on the show. Lots of mysteries abound. Okay, and I want to ask you about one other show, which I've seen more and more people starting to talk about this. You spoke with Candy Burris recently, and and we had her on the podcast talking about it. And it's a show that was recently, I guess we can say it was saved because the first two seasons were on Cinemax. It seemed like we weren't going to get any more. And then they announced, oh, a third season is coming to HBO Max. So tell everyone what that show is and why you love it so much. Okay, so the show's called Warrior. The reason why people probably weren't watching it was because it was on Cinemax and the reason why it was in danger was because Cinemax announced like early last year that they were going to pull away from original programming and it was like completely unclear if any of their shows which include like The Nick, Jet, stuff like that uh, were ever going to come to HBO Max even though Cinemax is like a Warner Media brand. And so anyways, the beginning of this year, they finally brought Warrior after they had aired uh, the second season in the fall. And it's just like this amazing show, tons of action based on the writings of Bruce Lee. And it takes you into, I want to say, late 19th century San Francisco. There's this thing happening called the Tong Wars. And so the city's getting a lot of Chinese immigrants. And in order to sort of like not suffer below minimum wage, terrible work, they sort of like join these gangs, the Tongs. And so we meet this new guy, Assam, who joins up with like the biggest Tong in the city and like really impresses them with his fighting capabilities. And he's there to find his sister. In the first season, he's just like having trouble figuring out what the story is. It's becoming more and more dangerous using his sister's name and uh, trying to find her. And then in the second season, you like learn more about his story and learn more about all the Tongs and how they come up against the white working class in the city, specifically like Irish union members. And so it is like fully an action show and you see amazing like Kung Fu action, but it also like does tackle the history of the country's sort of like anti-Asian sentiment. And it's like right before there's the Chinese Exclusion Act. There's so many ideas that are in there, but it remains like such an entertaining action series. So entertaining and uh, insightful. I mean, really, what more can you ask for from from a show, really? Definitely. 
All right, well, for everyone who wants to catch up, the first seven episodes of Invincible are currently on Amazon Prime Video. New episodes drop every Friday. And uh, the first two seasons of Warrior, you can also stream those on HBO Max. Thanks, Marcus. No problem. And now we're celebrating Earth Day with our number one pick. Well, picks, plural. There are so many great new specials and series out today celebrating the planet that we couldn't choose just one. There's something for everyone here, and they're all worth a watch. Fans of Planet Earth and the many other BBC nature docs will definitely want to watch Netflix's Life in Color, a new series hosted by David Attenborough, naturally, exploring how animals use color to survive and thrive in the wild. You can also check out Secrets of the Whales on Disney+, Plus, a National Geographic series exploring the extraordinary communication skills and social structures of five different whale species. Sigourney Weaver narrates that one. Animal lovers may also enjoy the new Paramount Plus special, Share and the Loneliest Elephant, which is more or less what it sounds like. The special follows singer Cher and her efforts to free an elephant named Kavan from an abusive zoo in Islamabad, Pakistan, which involved her traveling to the zoo herself in the middle of the pandemic to free the pachyderm. You can read more about that in Joey Nolfi's great interview with Cher over at EW.com. And lastly, PBS is airing a three-part documentary about teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg, A Year to Change the World. Over the course of three episodes, Greta travels across the globe, meeting leading climate scientists and witnessing the consequences of climate change firsthand, notably on her 2019 voyage across the Atlantic on a 48-foot boat, which the series captures in intimate footage. Here's a clip. We had lightning striking the water everywhere. You could hear the, the water going, and it just went on. It never stopped. The storms are so enormous. It was just a constant game of avoiding the next big storm. In the Atlantic, we just saw the busiest season for storms, and it coincided with a year that had very warm ocean temperatures in the tropical Atlantic. The global ocean's surface warmed up close to about a degree Celsius. So when you provide more warmth, those winds can get stronger, they become more intense, they do more damage. Some argue we need to invent a Category 6 to describe these 200-mile-per-hour monster storms that we're now seeing. And that is just the beginning. Check your local listings to find out when that will air on your PBS station. And now the answer to today's trivia question, which of the following is not an instrument that Ed Helms plays? The banjo, the trumpet, or the clarinet? Fans of The Office know it's not the banjo. The answer is the clarinet. Elms has played music since he was a kid and is in a bluegrass band called The Lonesome Trio. They released their self-titled debut album in 2015 with Helms contributing guitar, banjo, piano, trumpet, and harmonica. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I am Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch what to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller. 
produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.